0: Welcome back to The Stack. This week we speak to Sagram Savluck and Rabsef Bikram. Or is it Rabsef Bikrime? I guess it's Bikrime if you like a good rhyming. Bikrim if you prefer a good rimming. But first I should note that this episode was recorded in August 2022 and was released more than a month after that. Yours truly was in a Chinese funk at the time, locked down with intermittent internet He allowed more than one substandard piece of work to be emitted at the time. This one originally got out poorly edited. It had neither head nor tail, and its guts were in a colic. I can only apologize to my patient guests and eager listeners, who are accustomed to receiving from us only the highest quality emissions. I couldn't bear for the former recording to mar our legacy. I'm writing the wrong now with an intro and an outro and a correction to previously janky audio. We have our two guests from Quartus, an urbit software shop responsible for Keep and Pete and an octopus and Gora and, well, the list could keep going for long, oh, very long, and goodness knows what else the future holds. A caveat emptor to the listener, much of this conversation is out of date. But, as with every episode of the stack, it is now a crystalline and perfect piece of urban history and lore.
1: Let's listen, so black israelites yeah um Do you guys uh, have those there? we don't I, I it's they're pretty it's pretty rare um the the closest thing in Asia to black israelites are those people in japan which is uh more than you might expect and you would expect zero but that believe that like moses was japanese or like moses visited japan uh, jesus too right there's like jesus the Je- jesus, of jesus too. Being yeah, yeah 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 so um the uh that is an outgrowth of like others who say that he visited like india during that sort of thirty years of <clears throat> silence, and and you know studied yoga or whatever, maybe. Um, but anyways, but it, it, that that's like the closest analog I can think of to Black Israelites, and they don't have the same sort of passion, and they don't have the clapboards and everything like that. So far as I know, um, you got to get the clapboards. It's a lot of <laughs> you do. You do.
2: What about those uh, the the cult? Well, I shouldn't call it a cult because I don't know really anything about it. But the minority religious group, yeah, yeah, the minority religious group that Abe was associated with.
1: Well, so I mean, like the reason he was like killed, like, right, like the reason he was killed was because of the the Moonies. It wasn't because, I mean, you know. So yeah, it cult, but I mean, like it's you know um, not that unknown or whatever. But he was also affiliated with some like Japanese like some sort of like right wing groups that might fall under that you know there's some sort of like um spiritual element to it Japan's religious environment is a a real mystery to me um and obviously Hmm. I don't I don't live there I've barely even been there um so but speaking of cults Cordis has launched some pretty interesting things on Urbit and that's what I think we want to, you know, definitely spend some time talking about. Um,
2: so, yeah, what's new? So solid, solid transition. Way to throw it <laughs> back at me. <laughs>
1: uh, no, well, so the, the last time, the last time we spoke, and you're yeah. you're the first time. I I don't even know if we've ever had anybody else on twice. And now this is your third time talking to us, and obviously we appreciate that. But the last time we spoke, you were transitioning from your nine to five or nine to nine or whatever it was. And you wanted to hoon and you had some ideas. Um, And then I don't remember if you had hit with Orca yet, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's been, there's been a pace. So just tell us about the last like year or so of your life.
2: Yeah. It's been an interesting time. And I, I feel like at this late hour of that year. We're in mid-August now. Um, We're still finding the stride that will carry us into the future, but I don't feel like I'm stumbling anymore. So transitioning from what was a career in corporate America to doing Oon, to running a software shop, was not just a change in the activity that I'm doing, but a change in like how you perceive of that activity. Like when you're I I had never been an entrepreneur before and so I don't really know I didn't know at least the all of the things that were required of that and what you need to do to keep a company solvent and think about future for that company and like designing a plan for the future and roadmapping that to your team and everything and so all of those things have been in discovery and are still being discovered by me and the team that now exist. and Part of that team is with us today, Sagram Savlok, uh, The other team member, Wickrum. Wickrun, is uh, another great hooner in the space. And those people have joined along that year's time. But So anyway, so what has this year been like? It's been a process of learning how to run a company effectively. Um, and it's been a process of finding how we can keep the company solvent by and through producing software that is needed in a variety of ways. So that second one, I think, is probably the most interesting thing. Um, I think right now, most of the operations on Arbit are working through one of two means. Uh, Either they've sought outside investment for what they expect to be a value-add proposition in the future, so we see that with, like, Ukbar, for instance, Uh, Mm -hmm. or they are producing software either for the foundation who is making grants themselves or through, I don't, I might be using the wrong terms here because they kind of have two terms for these different kinds of arrangements, but I know that Holium, for instance, has just brought to uh, the table several bounties, that's the term for those, uh, where they're going to have a star available for the production of some software and pay some extra bonus if it's done within a certain time frame. So this is ostensibly at least, an external organization needing some software built in Hoon and then paying people to build that that thing in Hoon. Um, and Cordis is in that latter category. We, know, we haven't sought outside investment yet, so we are still operating on the products that we build and the revenue that they can create specifically. Um, and we're starting to branch out into, this is the most current update then, We're starting to branch out into finding customers for the production of Hoon software outside of just the foundation, outside of like Urban Insiders who want to get into the space. So Mm. we've gone from, to finish this, to tie the story out, we've gone from me producing software in the time that I had spare against the job that I had outside of Hoon uh, to producing software at I think an increasing clip and also with an increasing level of quality, expanding a team the team from just me to another very you know a, a, a group of very competent people to facilitate all of the different you know parts of work that we need done and now we're looking at ways to expand the business by gathering additional revenue through new resources. Mm. That's a very boring description, I realize, but that's really how well, I've been I mean, thinking it, about it, it lately. I'd say
1: it's mature, right? I mean, it's a, it's a real, it's a proper proper company. Um, so, so Sagram, how did you kind of get get wrapped into that? Um, you know, obviously, there's, there's kind of, this. Is, I see it as an outgrowth of Dalton and some of the stuff that, you know, Rapsev was doing there, but um, kind of tell us a little bit about you know, how how you've been doing it, maybe wrap in a little bit because I think you also did a career change into coding um or, you know, kind of being a professional programmer. So maybe talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah. Um kind of to your last point, I didn't go to school for this stuff. I kind of am now in a few ways, but uh not in undergrad. Uh so yeah, I was kind of self-taught, boot camps, things like that. And I was working in a few different dev shops in New York. Um and um I didn't like the way a lot of stuff was being run in those uh establishments and the quality of the products was i thought lacking in the developer experience um so I went off on my own and went uh freelance um and I did that for about five years and moved out of new york um and uh you know a couple of years back, I found Urbit just through you know the tech world and stuff like that and kind of funny you mentioned uh Rabsef's appearances. I think it was his second appearance, not the Dalton one, the second one. Um, I was mowing my lawn last year uh, or 2021, I guess it was early 2021, listening to that episode. I just kind of discovered her, but not long before that. And then he was talking about Hooniverse, or it was called Hooniverse at the time, right? Or Hooniversity. Um And, you know, I was kind of dwindling down on a couple of freelance projects and listening to this podcast. I was like, what? This is like this crazy shit these people are talking about. And it's like hitting all the right notes for what I want to do with technology. And, you know, it's kind of uh, it attaches into some principles I have about, you know, personal sovereignty and things like that. And um, this was, was all just kind of building up in my head. And I found Dalton got involved there a little bit. And then um, I was, you know, kind of like Rob was doing. I was kind of doing some, some work with them, nights and weekends and stuff. And then, you know, around the time that Cortis was was forming, I was able to transition to this full time. And uh, it's just been kind of a wild ride to to start from, you know, hearing about this tech stack that seems like this dream, you know, dream technology that also connects to all these philosophical interests I have. And then to to be working with the, you know, the guy that I was listening to talk about the stuff to begin with was uh, just been kind of an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. my God. We shipped you guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
3: Now, kiss. so have
2: the fans, you know. They know yeah. you're either a Rabsef Sagram or a Rabsef Wickram, and there's a tight <laughs> divide there. You know, I
3: mean? both valid moon names too, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, right. yeah.
3: I'm getting uh, the shirt, man. Who is best
1: hooner? Um, the uh, and uh, like, so you know, are are you guys all hooning or what? How do you kind of divide up um, back end, front end?
2: You know. Well, I think our ultimate goal is that we're all producing Hoon software and supporting the front-end development. I, You know, Vinny has a background in, uh, I just realized, I don't know if I had used your proper name or not. So, I was going to uh, say it's
3: fine to do that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I
2: guess you're a name. Uh, oh, yeah. A slave name. I shouldn't no. say. So, yeah, yeah. It forces um, me into good behaviors. <laughs> Right. Otherwise you'd just be a criminal, right? (laughs) Like a monster. (laughs) Yeah. Without your name being present. Um, Vinny has a background in doing front end design and JavaScript that helps us, well, full stack development in JavaScript, but that helps us implement our front end design as we need. So we've utilized him a lot in that space, but you're also going through the app school live with uh, uh, Neil right now. And, you know, I want to see all of us capable of producing things in Hoon independently so that we can bring, and this will, I, I will flag that there's like a vision for what Cortis is doing here that relates to this idea, but I want everyone to be doing Hoon so that we can start expressing ourselves in Hoon and I finding and isolating and building out the ideas that we see that are uh, available to us in the geography of like, what Hoon affords for us, what the urban landscape affords for us, so th- yeah. the vision, just the the vision thing uh, for Cortis is something like all of us come to Erbit through one or another of the promises that Urbit affords us. So, like, you may be enticed by the idea of pseudonymity with consequences, or maybe you're enticed by the idea of the simplification, or the simplification of the networking protocol, or the strangeness of the language or a number of other factors but those those promises don't just get built by them being promises someone has to go out there and do the work to to make those promises real for people and the the second level promises more specifically too so like identity is baked into the os and the people who are developing the os at its core have already solved that problem but what are the second-order consequences of having identity baked into the system, and then who is going to build those like implicit promises to make sure that the users can experience those things. And that's kind of where mm. I'm starting to shape Cortis's vision. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense yeah. right away, but that's what we want to do. Yeah.
1: Is it, yeah. And it's just the three of you guys, or do you um, have some other sort of people that you bring in from time to time?
2: We definitely rely on the kindness of non-strangers uh, throughout the urban mm-hmm. network. So, like, of MalTip has done a lot of work for us in helping prepare visuals and um, layouts and design. And uh, we've worked with TalkRex Holpen before to get our logo, mm-hmm. for instance. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of developers out there who just will kindly support us and, you know, do code. Right. I get there's this one guy and I can never remember his Pat P but he will DM me once every six months with like a a scathing review of some portion of code that I've written and he'll be like it should be like this I don't know why you're doing it this bad way but (laughs) please don't do it that bad way anymore and I love that guy like that's my favorite DM.
1: He's aesthetically offended by uh (laughs) how how you're doing it the um and and as far as like, are you sort of set up as an LLC or a DAO, or how are you kind of doing those nuts and bolts?
2: So I I am set up as an LLC right now, but Cordis is not. We're acting as contractors presently against right. like my ultimate company. Um, so that's that's just how that's working out. But eventually, I think that we. You know, we, we've taken inroads with some attorneys to get that started and we can finish mm-hmm. that whenever the time is right. Right. And I don't really know what that time is, but I think it's something like when we start seeking some of that external investment, too. Right. If right. we need
3: that. And the, yeah. Beyond the like external legal stuff, uh, one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, the legal setup for me is, is between, like, interpersonally, very low on the level of importance because of the mm-hmm. Dalton kind of fellowship connection. Like I, right. I like implicitly trust these guys so much because of that, which I think is really interesting and kind of amazing for us working together. You know, if we're getting like sued mm-hmm. or something by some external party, that's a different story, but I don't like, obviously people should have legal protections and whatever, but I feel like that's not a huge priority for me to personally, which is a very interesting situation. I've not been in before. The, um, I uh, so for the front end side,
1: do do you think that it's, is it always just going to be best practice to be using kind of react or, um, you know, some of those frameworks or is sale going to develop or how, how do you see the future of front end for what you guys are doing?
2: You want to take first crack, Benny?
3: Yeah, I can go on that a little bit. Um, So just for some context, um, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about, is everyone doing Hoon? I come from a full stack background, like, like reps have said, and I traditionally didn't ever want to touch the front end. I was like a, very much a back end guy. Um, and I eventually started to to warm up to the front end, mostly because I, I went off on my own and I had to take the entire stack for all client projects. So I warmed up to it and now I'm using it here, mostly I'm not doing a ton of Moon yet. Um, and uh, everything I've built so far has been in Vue.js, not React, um, which has kind of been the norm for, for other uh, entities. So I think that's kind of fun for us. Um, but to answer your question, uh, I've got a few ideas there. I, I think that I think this is kind of a, a, you know, a gap bridger for now to be using this, this front end stack on top of Verbit. I think ultimately at the, you know, some far beautiful future, there is uh, like some unified, you know, front end system that, that the backend can kind of inform and something like not far off of, uh, like what, what Apple does. And not that that's the model, but something along those lines where you don't have this other kind of language secluded in, um, and, you know, maybe there's, maybe Sale develops into that. Um, maybe maybe a way to get there is writing tooling for Sale so that you can kind of have the standard um, JavaScript developer experience that you expect in 2022, and you can have that using Sale, which kind of isn't exactly there today, some of the some of the kind of developer experience tooling. Um, so I guess the short answer is I'd, I'd love to stop writing JavaScript as soon as possible and have some much more elegant uh, kind of bit native way of dealing with UI, and I think that maybe that connects a little bit to something we might talk about later—the kind of data storage um, ideas that we have. I think there's ways to represent, you know, how data should be represented in the front end without relying on the front-end language to do it. And there's some there's some stuff there.
2: This is also a problem that I, I, I guess you could say that I have a similar but um, altered story to to uh, Sagram's in that. I really enjoy doing the back end work in Hoon and find the doing the front end for any software that I produce tedious and frustrating because I don't have the skill set to do it well and part of that is because even if I can do it in Sail I'm still beholden to like understanding CSS and understanding web design elements and building out that XML document kind of manually um in in even the best Sail environment and um When I do it in JavaScript, it's sort of the same thing. I just don't really know how to do that front-end work very well. So I find that experience frustrating. It's my great hope that I'm able to produce, you know, elegant and responsive front-ends in the future using the language that I am best at um, and without having to, you know, transition into just knowing JavaScript well. Although, also, Sagram has been kind enough to kind of give me you know, some tutoring in that area. And so we are trying to up, up train our engineers as it were, uh, in the ability to create those front end globs. Cause I do think that that's a, a reality for at least some, some time, uh, into the future.
0: Let's talk about period tracking.
2: Let's talk about period tracking. Um, Because you
0: guys are building a period tracking app and I'm not sure how to feel about it. Cause as a patriarch, I require (laughs) my wife to submit her period, her cycle, in a Google Doc to me for review.
2: You also prevent her from learning counting, so she can't do any fertility like tracking against those information points, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, so this is probably not a software for you, but mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people <laughs> for whom the software might be applicable. And, like... What I think is really interesting about building it um, is that it's responsive to news stories that are, I feel, at once accurate and alarmist and unactioned. And I find that like trifecta of, of realities about these news stories very perplexing. So uh, even just yesterday, I think I retweeted an article that was like, Facebook turned over some 16-year-old girl's messages to a Nebraska court so that she could be prosecuted for getting an abortion or something to that effect. I don't know even the reality of that situation or that uh, fact set uh, as it may have come out, but I've seen these articles since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I think it's true. I know it to be true after having looked at privacy policies for a few period trackers that exist today. That they're willing to do the same thing, turn over your information, and yet I have yet to see anyone actually take any action to resolve this problem. They just say delete your period tracker, which is not a solution to the problem. Um, and so it sort of started as just something that I knew could be done, and like thought you know it, it exemplifies some of the values of urbit, but. It's grown as we've taken on other participants in this project. We're working with Reciprocal Limited um, on this project as well. We can talk about them in a second. And also, TalkRex Holpen has to, has been kind enough to become our champion on this project. So we're getting input from a lot of different parties with a lot of different experiences about
0: From a real track. woman?
2: Yeah. In fact, a real woman uh, is advising us on the creation of this tool.
0: Long-winded I don't know how to answer. feel about this.
2: I think i I think it's I, I love it because it is a realization of a real promise. this is the promises thing, right like one of the promises of Urbit is you'll avoid that thing where the internet as it exists today can result in your criminal prosecution for what you what you choose to say on it or what you choose to record in private even um and to action that is the fulfillment of a promise that I think is really meaningful from Urbit.
3: Yeah, and if you don't like it, you could just think of it as a herbit fixes this, you know, example of countering the state, which everybody can get in on.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's it's the it's the taking a, um taking advice from a woman. I, I'm I'm speaking on behalf <laughs> of And on uh, on behalf of Andy. Uh I just feel like he's gonna remain silent, but he's gonna secretly stew over there, so I wanna
2: You're saying he's I know how the one he feels. who hates women the most.
0: Right. Well, I mean, we compete.
2: (laughs) Some days, you know, are good days and some days are bad. I get it.
0: Well, there's a there's an office trophy. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I think I I, I think that's great. Uh, I don't know how like the the religious folks or the the highly religious folks are going to feel about it. But, you know, whatever, I think, I mean, clearly, Vinny's correct uh, about the the statist feeling.
2: I'm surprised you haven't asked us if it's pro or anti-natalist yet.
0: Yeah, because I did name this pro-natalist chat, but I think we know why I did that, don't we? Don't we? Don't yeah, we? Vincent
2: be-
3: because people are going to use the the period tracker app to track their fertility and then fuck a lot when they're fertile.
2: Yeah, the, oh, this is a right. Catholic's okay. dream. We we are we are building more orbiters.
1: People can do what they want. You, you can. It's a rashaman. Um, the. Uh, it's like somebody could set up a channel and put up a bunch of kind of word salad left memes. Yeah, and others do not do that.
0: Yeah, the technology is neutral. People, you can use it however you want to. It doesn't I, have feelings.
2: I, I I really hold fast and does it does it have feelings? That. Well, it might. Um, I do think that some days my orbit is nicer to me than others. Some days the code comes together a little more easily. I don't know if that's a feeling or just like destiny, but it might be responding but, but to it,
3: you. You might need to take some ownership there.
2: Yeah, that's that's possible. I gotta look in the mirror and see mm-hmm. who's pointing back at me, kind of thing.
3: Well, I just think you need Let to know s- your
1: body, right? And. <laughs>
2: That's and right. if you do, there's more to
0: your body you,
1: you than your bulging forearms from the uh, grip strength competition. The um, cephalopods can sense periods. What was the t- end? It there, wait, uh, wait, wait. Their own periods or somebody else's periods? Somebody else's. <laughs> Tactile Cephalopods? <I> cephalopods? <laughs> so, do cephalopods so what, have periods? The, I think so. Not. They're not mammals the um uh what is the and uh, yeah an but peri- i don't even know, I don't not... even know if marsupial i don't know if marsupials
3: i I don't think they have estrus <laughs> cycles yeah, but it just it just fills up the pouch, it doesn't drain out unless they turn upside no. down
2: <laughs> it's like one of those cups,
1: <laughs> right, so it's not even just mammal you know they they're not um the non marsupial mammals which are called plus plus koalas are ma- koalas mammals. are marsupials right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- almost everything in Australia. They're getting if not everything.
0: They're getting destroyed by chlamydia. The whole population is just getting wiped out.
1: That's true. Is that like monkey monkey pox for koalas? The um yeah, but true. what I, was the I mean I, what 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 was the end game of An Octopus? Did did you well, have prizes?
2: No the the end game is still yet to be produced because Solidity is an absolute pain uh and a bore but the ultimate goal is to produce as uh NFTs uh, each one of those project or each one of those images as an NFT as an ERC998 token which uh is basically like a 721 that can be attached to other 721s um, and then also can like uh, ingest, I guess you might say, uh, additional 721s. And so the goal will be someday to finish this and write it out so that the octopus that you made can attach to your ship and can receive other NFTs that you want to attach to it. Uh, And then you could do something like using eth watcher to read which nfts are attached to which ships by like reading the contract of an octopus that that's the ultimate goal i've just failed to produce that um in a timely fashion frankly
1: how did you guys because you were the first place that i heard of dolly and now everybody is doing it in i think less creative ways than the an octopus project so how, how did you get kind of keyed into that so early
2: Well, what would really happen there is actually kind of interesting. I was looking for a tool to allow me to do this, and I ended up finding one. It's actually not using a DALI model, but instead using hotpot.ai. And the minute, I I swear to you, the minute I finished coding out um, the thread that that, uh, I used to do this. So this is actually the way that AnOctibus worked is it used a product that we made called Crow. Which is a chat bot that we are going to update for Chatstead. And we have some ideas about how that's going to look. But um, at the time, it was operating against GraphStore, and I had just implemented this new functionality that allows you to write a thread that Crow can run based on a prompt. And I had just finished writing out the one that will do this hotpot AI integration and take a prompt from the chat and turn it into an AI generated image. And like immediately thereafter, I started getting, I had looked high and low to find good apis for doing this work and eventually settled on this one that i found which did a good enough job i don't mean to disparage it but like the day after i finished coding that and like kind of launched it i started seeing notifications on twitter of dolly2 just came out and look at these amazing images that it can make and i was like <laughs> no what a terrible <laughs> turn of events. so that's sort of my relationship with dolly2 i'm forever uh frustrated by its untimely entrance
1: well, I didn't. I I didn't pick up on the fact that they were even different. I, I guess now that you mention it, I I can see it a little bit. But I, I I think you'd have to be sort of a specialist to be as offended as you are.
2: Yeah, it, it was just. <laughs> it was a. It was just a real frustration for me because I would have liked to have built it for Dolly too because I think that would have that would have had a lot of synergistic effect nonetheless i think the project went really well i think people really enjoyed doing it
0: yeah i think that people really loved big goth big titty goth
2: girlfriend that was one of the top results can i tell you i've kept alive for months my wife is standing in the doorway to my office so i'm hesitant to say this but <laughs> i kept alive for like 3 months the voting that we did on which ones we wanted to like reroll using the better ai Framework, which cost me like $50 a month just to keep the data alive so that I uh, didn't lose it. I, I do have that data backed up and finally canceled that subscription, but I spent like $200 completely unnecessarily just to maintain it.
0: I wouldn't say it was unnecessary. If no, you that's kept,
2: right.
0: If you kept, if you alive, kept that one, TV, yeah.
1: Goth, the um, uh, Octopus. I, wa- I, I want to P- ask about Pete. And because i think it is um, i want to make sure i'm understanding it correctly so you're a woman you have a not you but a a person is a woman and has the period tracker <laughs> and they ha- and they have One it, is they, they want to ha- sure. right and then and then they, they have an abortion and then <laughs> they want to you know sort of like wipe their urbit. now the feds can subpoena you know like get a warrant and bring it back
2: yeah, well, you're talking about done. outside of Urbit, right?
3: I think you was talking about yeah. keep uh, in the in the peat keep suite.
2: Oh I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Yeah, that's right. Um so you could be backing it up to an external party. This is a very meta joke, Andy. I feel like maybe we should introduce some of these concepts before <laughs> before taking the user down this road. Uh but I I love
0: how clinically he described what a woman was,
2: though. (laughs) It was good. A woman is Uh, a person who is a woman? He was describing it in terms of shapes. You know, it's a very non-word cell definition. Um, But I think you've pointed to two things that are happening here. We are coming out with a backup suite uh, that will allow people to backup and restore both agent state and chat state from GraphStore or also Chatstead. We're going to make sure that we're with the times when that rolls out fairly soon, apparently. Um, that's a... Wait, re- you,
0: you keep mentioning Chatstead. Should I know what this is? Is this yeah. a new... new? Is it a, a new storage for chat or something?
2: It is. It's a completely new uh, underpinning for the the social graph system that we have on Orbit. And I'm probably saying too much without permission, but you know, they don't they don't have an NDA on me, you know what I mean? Um but basically mm. it's just a retelling of the story that Graph Store told with some new affordances for uh a variety of reasons for helping out how landscape renders things and so on.
0: Okay. All right. Carry on please.
2: So we're making this back of utility. We okay. Let's let's start with the problem. The problem is currently Urbit's not perfectly stable because it's still in development. That means that oftentimes people do things that uh, break their ship. When they do that, they lose critical resources that makes the joy of using Urbit uh, lessened or it dampens your experiencing of that joy because you lost all the shit that you liked on your Urbit. Urbit's supposed to be a forever computer, and we are working on solutions that will afford people that forever computer experience by being able to back up the state of their agents and their graphs to either files or to an externally trusted third party. And one of the most interesting things about that suite of products that will launch ideally around Assembly, if not before that, um, is that it's also going to come with a middleware tooling set called Bank that will allow you to charge for the facilitation of the service of holding backups for other people. So theoretically, you could say, yeah, sure, I'll store your backups and make sure my orbit's up for a dollar a month or whatever. And then uh, I should say one USDC a month because it's all based on Ethereum-based payments. But that suite of software is coming out soon. And then to circle back, Andy's joke was then that in restoring a pregnancy that was recorded in our full stop agent, the period tracker using Keep, you could bring it back so that no crime had been committed. I think is the general contours of that, right? He's not going to. date. No, the, I mean, it, you're. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: no, 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 no. I, I, I'm saying they could. Some, some like federal agent can kick down the door and make you have backed up, or maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the technology correctly. Well, that's interesting. I, I like. I, I like the name. Full stop. Though that that's what now that's what I want to say.
2: Full stop's a good name. It is a
1: good, it is a good name. It's almost worth, the app is almost worth it just for that gag.
2: That's basically Um, what my whole bit is. Is (laughs) like, I come up with a name for a software that's like, that's funny, what would that do? And then, I work backwards. Is Crow,
1: is, is Crow, is Crow from, um, the MST3K?
2: Well, I do, yeah, yes, I do love Crow T. Robot. Um, and so, Crow being a robot is part of that logic, working backwards from the name. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think that Tom Servo is good. There's the. Do you remember the movie? <laughs> <He> is
1: good. <laughs> zoomers, zoomers t- are like, what are these guys
0: talking about? <laughs> do you remember the movie? Which MSD- movie?
3: I didn't see
1: it. Uh, they did do. They did do a cinema. They did do a uh, like a cinema. Oh, it was T three
2: K, the movie. Yeah, yeah and I so, I, yes. I
1: think it was I oh, I think it was the day the earth stood this still. This Island I, Earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this I, Island Earth, right, right, right. Okay, yeah.
2: I've literally watched all 13 seasons plus the KTMA season. I'm not sure if those are in 13 inclusive or 13 uh 12 plus 1, but all of those of the original Mystery Science Theater. I have it on a hard drive around here somewhere, but that was like one of my initial massive like torrents. I love history, science, theater.
3: Can someone help me and anyone else who hasn't seen it as much as as you guys? How do they make a movie version if each episode is a movie? I, I mean, it was just the show, so it so it was you know the
1: same setup of the, them watching a movie and making fun of it. Moderately but, higher but production. In the and, and mo- I mean moderate
3: Moderately. moderately. <laughs>
2: gotcha. I've seen those cats live, too. Uh, they do cinematic Titanic and riff tracks now. And I've seen both of them at a live venue do a presentation of the same thing, which is literally just you watching a movie on a screen with five people in front of that screen facing the screen, telling gags about the, <laughs> the stuff that's happening <laughs> on the screen. It's wonderful. That that's like great.
1: going to a... Uh, um, I would I'm not going to even say it. There, I know what you're gonna certain, so I need the it's going to say there's
0: it's he's going to say that it's like going to the
1: uh what is it the
2: it's like sweet going sexy to transvestite the union state
0: show.
1: No, oh. no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say it's, it's like going to a <laughs> from, movie theater. from Transsexual
0: Transylvania.
1: There's a certain population <laughs> that likes to talk a lot during movies oh. and describe what's <laughs> oh. going on. And I see. And it can be a lot of fun.
2: Sure, He means yeah. Jewish it's, people. Right. When you go into the city, so you know, town center and the, like, the... Cedar yeah, when Republic you go to Curious, Curious
1: Joel, when you go to Curious Joel and go to the cinema there, which I'm right. sure there is one, um, it's it's like that. Yeah, they hang a it's sheet in front a projector roof. booth, Fi- but they cut
3: a hole for the lens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Fiddler on the Roof on repeat.
3: I just saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago. It's
2: good. There, there's there's the really topo, a Fiddler on the Roof. The Topol the yeah. topo
3: movie, or a, you, yeah. you went to see yeah, it? Yeah, no, the Topol movie.
1: Okay.
2: They don't play the jazz singer. Huh. You've Gotta respect some Neil Diamond.
1: Not, not so, not so, not not so much anymore.
2: Mm. Is he on what's the, the rocks? What's
1: the movie I was?
2: That's a love on the rocks joke. Is he is he on the outs for some reason? I didn't know that.
0: Who? I don't know what are we talking about. Solid, Neil Diamond a, a he lake. said not
2: so much anymore. Uh, As I, if I, he's I, been canceled. Yeah, I thought maybe no, really had done something. No, that's what I was asking. You just mean because I, I not don't know.
1: No, 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 no. Neil Neil Diamond is not
3: canceled. He's not. He's popular forever. in this household. Roger, Roger is.
2: Roger Diamond. <laughs> Roger who Roger? <laughs>
0: Roger, you know Roger. No, no, I think. not uh, from that. From that band, he said some uh, things Roger about uh, Taiwan, yeah, yeah.
1: about the, about the Ukraine and Taiwan, uh, uh, the Pink, yeah. pink Floyd. Um, okay. Yeah, he got canceled last moderately, week. Moderately, moderately heterodox. Yeah, it was the most. It was very
0: milk toast, to be honest. But they got him anyway. He just had a a, a sort of realistic opinion about what we should be doing in Taiwan and the Ukraine.
2: Like nothing, I hope. Yeah, and he basic, said, you know, maybe way. they had a point.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, and and he said, you know, maybe they have a point about NATO expansionism, uh, which seems seems to me pretty tame. But uh, luckily, luckily, this podcast is not quite as big as Pink Floyd yet, so our um yeah, our level a- of exposure to this kind of stuff. Is slightly less.
2: It'll only come back to haunt you in like 10 years, not tomorrow.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. fine. Yeah. That's
2: fine.
1: And, and really only Vinny because he's the, the you know, <laughs> face Italian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good reason. Yeah, oh, when the guys at the, the, at the wait, Italian you,
1: social clubs and, uh,
3: yeah.
2: You guys cannot say. I thought maybe the joke was that Vinny's the whitest guy in the room, but that. I've seen. But I think of you. it
3: might be the opposite.
2: No. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're the browner people in the room. <laughs> we win.
1: Uh, Vinny, well, you are yeah, Italian. I think. Right? I think that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Italians are not white. <laughs> we can say that on the podcast. <laughs> they used to be at the,
1: least. What? They're people of color. Josh is there saying Garibaldi didn't unite Af- <laughs> unite Italy. He divided Africa. <laughs> I mean you
0: you guys have seen that Tarantino movie, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that
2: specific quote is referenced in the Tim Dillon Curtis Yarvin episode that just came out. Is it really? Yes, and it, it's weird because I okay. was just listening to it on the way I walked to get my car back from the shop and uh I was listening to it on the way and I that Maybe maybe we don't want to talk about this, but that was probably one of the. Well, most- I
0: heard the second second half of that interview, so I didn't I didn't hear the eggplant. If there was an eggplant joke in there, I didn't hear that, but I did hear the second half. So go ahead. So I I think I can talk about it. Go ahead. It
2: it's the most tedious, strange and strained conversation I've heard in a long time. Is, is, is By design,
1: a- like do you think was it a performance piece or was was it just just. <sighs> The the content is so exhausted.
2: I'll talk about the part that I think is most tangential to this podcast. There was discussion of Urbit on it, and the discussion was, and I think most people have rightly perceived of this, something like, oh, Erbit's dumb, and also you're too dumb to understand it, and also don't look for it because it's only for cool people. And people have understood that to be something like, a way of attracting those cool people but that is certainly sort of not the messaging yeah, yeah but it, that's not the way that that messaging works you can't just that's like trying to set your own nickname in high school to ace you know what I mean mm-hmm. you can't just mm-hmm. do that through fiat you kind of have T- to have that experience yeah. right <laughs> exactly yeah Um, I don't know I didn't I was not feeling that I'm not sure what that was
0: yeah uh, I mean I saw it. yes, you're you're quite right. He he does seem to pan herbit, but it uh I thought it was obviously a shtick and there were people on Twitter whom I will not name uh who didn't seem to perceive it as a shtick
1: and I got into an argument with them. Well the problem the, the problem the problem, Josh, is like you you don't need to be convinced that it's a shtick and for our bags to be pumped, those other people do. Right. Right.
2: And and to me, uh, like, the so, shtick definitely read. It's not that I didn't read that it was a shtick. It's more like it was, like, sophomoric and not well executed.
1: Well, this is good. This is good because I think, I mean, obviously, disavow. <laughs> Chris Jarvin. <laughs>
2: right he's a reactionary <laughs> he, he doesn't
1: right he doesn't understand the urbit. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah he doesn't he
0: doesn't
1: get the project at all
2: it's true no I, I i don't know i just i i want to really like everything that he does <laughs> and i the, i have trouble getting through some of his readings and i have trouble sitting through some of his pods if i'm honest
0: I I don't. On the other hand, I, I the the prose. I will say this for Yarvin. I think that he is maligned uh, for being long-winded, and I've always said, uh, you know, he it takes him exactly as long as it takes. You know, it's like a bike ride. You go on a nice country bike ride, right? You, you're not you're not trying to get from A to B, and neither is Yarvin, and I appreciate that. When I'm reading Yarvin, I'm going on a nice. I mean, I've never read Yarvin. <laughs> but, if I did, I'd be going on a nice country back roads bike ride, yeah, uh, in the springtime, see, so I don't get it when when people when people pan him for being too loquacious, too verbose right over the top um, I don't love the poetry, uh sorry, poetry should rhyme and have meter i think it's, I think it's very. I think it's very uh very much pandering to his um his elitist base that that he doesn't make rhyming poetry with meter um and frankly it's tasteless it's like brutalism you know
2: that's interesting
0: but he's doing it, but he's doing it to my ear <laughs> he's brutalizing my ear or your eye surely no, 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 no. The no, inner no, ear. No. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. The, 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 the,
0: the you know, the ears, the, the mouth's ear must move, as, as William Gass would say. It's the, the, the ear of the mind. So I'm reading it, but, you know, when you're reading, when you're reading poetry that has, uh, sonorous qualities to it, you, you can, you sub vocalize, right? And your mouth is moving and you can, you can feel it. The words have shape. Uh, it's very synesthetic, and anyway, uh, there should be sonic qualities to poetry. And if there aren't, it isn't poetry,
3: right? That's why you can't speed read poetry. If he shipped a piece of
0: software, it. that's that's right. Yeah, I mean, this is true. But uh, I'm I don't know. There's there must be some uh, analogy in his world. And you guys know software. What's the analogy here? You know if. Uh, you put together a, a front end and it didn't. I don't know. None of the links worked. You wouldn't call it a front end, would you? You'd call it some text. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not poetry, is what I'm saying. It's just some some fucking text. Yeah. So stop calling it poetry. Just because you put it in in column format, that doesn't make it poetry. It just got, got a know? narrow
3: screen.
2: Also italicized. Yeah. That
0: that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I know it's poetry. Yeah, or you, yeah, or you don't put a period until the very end of this long <laughs> column of text. That doesn't make it a poem. I got I mean, I get really hot about that. It gets me really angry. Well, I see some, well, I see see what's called poetry, but it doesn't seem to have meter. I, uh, it's, I'm getting, I'm getting a bit emotional now. I'm <laughs> gonna have to let me take a break. You guys, so what's next for Corden? <laughs> the, thanks Andy the, the, uh, thanks for bringing it back
2: the the next thing for us is expanding into finding okay so we talked about how I'm trying to fulfill some of the promises that people see in Orbit by the software that we produce and we're going to continue to do that and we're going to continue to do that through our own volition and through seeking grants uh, through the foundation and producing software that we think will be viable for the community but We also want to find ways to fulfill the vision of promises that other people have in their response to URBIT. And so that's the seeking out of uh, other entities that are interested in building something on URBIT, but maybe don't have the technical expertise in URBIT to do that right away. And we have some of those coming down the pipeline. I'm not entirely at liberty to discuss all of that, but I... I think that you'll find us soon as a you know a, a household name when it comes to places that want things built on Urban.
1: Mm. The um uh you mentioned something with uh the peat Pete Keep or Keep Pete the um yeah. the this sort of the payments uh, aspect of it. Is that something that you think is portable to some other uh applications?
2: it is and i'll preview here that we are hopeful that we'll will have uh some time at assembly to talk through this with our our lead engineer uh Wickram Wickrun uh, uh about that but the the basic concept is we see a need for the ability to transform agent behavior behavior uh, arbitrarily by the user so this is something like a plug-in model you can imagine how critical those are, like how many plugins do you have running on the browser in which we're talking presently, right? Or perhaps in which you're listening, uh, dear listener. Um, Those plugins are critical for most of the stuff you want to do on the internet today, right? Like your MetaMask plugin and your pop-up blocker and what have you. Uh, And we need that on Urbit as well. Um, The payment rail system that's been built by Cordis is um, designed to be a middleware agent like that. So it takes in an agent and it transforms it and it produces like additional behaviors on top of the existing behavior set. And so, yes, that should be transmissible or um, reproducible in the context of effectively any other agent. Uh, Currently, that requires some amount of changing to the code. Uh, So that's like if you've ever installed the debug agent, uh, or library on an agent, uh, it just transforms the agent into an agent that also has the debug scries available to it, basically. Um, it does some other stuff too, but that's the general gist of it. Uh, and so Bank works in the same way, by adding a line into the code that says, okay, apply this library to this agent, and then also importing the library. But we're also hoping to work on solving that problem and making it so that users don't have to have technical competence in Hoon at all to be able to install these sorts of libraries uh, as additive behaviors to their agents that they're currently using. So I think that's a pretty expansive idea in terms of how it could be implemented or what could be implemented in that way. Um, But I'm really excited about where that takes us. One of the things that just, yeah. I'm going to obviate a little bit here. One of the things that it gets us closer to is the, it's my data and I'll use it the way that I want. Um, and Cordis has, uh, i we're pretty focused on that concept right now in terms of the promises that we're trying to fulfill. Um, I, for instance, on the, the um, period tracker app, I'm, really trying to make sure that all of the data will be available to, well, for instance, I know that somebody on Urbit is working on like a biometrics data store already um, that I think we'd want to port the data to so that if you don't like our period tracking app, you can switch to a different one. But even within the period agent that I'm working on and under the current paradigm of having the agent stored in the the specific gall agent to wit, um, and then needing to expose that through scry space and stuff like that. I'm working on making sure that this agent will be interoperable with a number of different conceivable front ends, including like offline syncing front ends so that they, you know, a what do they call it? An air gapped front end that you could maybe take a message from and put it on an SD card and put it on something else and sync it to your orbit or whatever. So if you're like hyper paranoid about this, we should be able to accommodate that. Um, anyway, just to back up, that's one of the things that we want to do is think about data availability and um, think about agent modification and how those things can be ef- effectuated by a a nominal user of Erbit, like just a base level user of Urbit and then also like external devs who are responding to an agent that currently exists. It's a lot of information. Sorry.
3: I'll add a tiny bit more that's maybe tangential, but, um, I, when I first found Urbit there were a lot of things that I thought it could be, uh, you know, the kind of the, the promises, the taglines that you see, and, you know, obviously we're not there yet, but I'm extremely motivated to make those things happen. Like I spent long enough working on software that didn't matter and I didn't care about. And I feel like there's a path here for this thing that could really be all the stuff that I want. And I know a lot of other people want to, and, uh, making sure we fulfill those promises is at least you know it's very important to me and I, I think maybe i don't know if this is incorrect or not but it's one of the reasons that i was not interested at least early on in taking outside investment you know i wanted to make sure we can do this the way we feel is right for now um so um, that might slide in there
0: not taking awesome. outside investment you mean cortis Quart- not taking outside investment or
3: i mean that orbit? that was like early days of of cortis that that you know that path might It might change in the future, but uh, that was you know early on. Uh, Eric mentioned that a little bit ago, early in the podcast.
0: Okay, I I may have been, uh, I may have, you fell off. I may have been, yeah, I got canceled by by she. She every time I start talking about China, my my internet falls out.
2: (laughs) Get out while you still can, man. I'm trying, man. So. Uh, not to change the subject wildly but i'm going to try anyway um i saw something recently that china is actually suffer- suffering a, a stronger demographic collapse than a lot of the rest of the world mm-hmm. and that like repop population counts have been semi inaccurate care to comment
0: <laughs> i mean i'm doing my best yeah <laughs> uh, i have two kids so that means that i've created one full chinese person and one full american Um, (laughs) I don't,
2: are they separated down the kid or are they like half and half?
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, both of my children are in fact, half white and half yellow. Can I say that in China? You can say that, but I don't know if you can say that in America. I'm not really sure what the, the winds,
1: probably, probably not. Well, we're going to do it anyway.
2: I got Uh, to let me just (laughs)
0: say this before people start, before people start canceling me about calling Chinese people yellow, that's what they call themselves.
3: Okay. So if you, yes, of course. And you're currently in China, so you you could do it.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, what do you, what do you think though? If you ask them, like, what is your skin color, are they going to say white? No, I did.
2: It hadn't occurred to me, but then I thought yellow must be responsive to another version of white because I have internalized uh, white. Supremacy. If you
0: if you look if you look at the you know you can look at um, Chinese writing from 150 years ago and they call themselves the Yellow Race. Fascinating. Uh, Now people people are going to say that that's a response to uh, um, you know imperial imperial Western powers or whatever, but uh, the color yellow was you know um, the the color yellow is important to to uh, Chinese aside from skin color um anyway so yeah they call them i mean they call themselves yellow it's it's to them it's not a big deal it's like i call myself white my wife calls herself yellow uh if pressed but what she says is i would like i would like to be whiter
2: (laughs) (laughs) does she use those to answer
1: your question they all do um the the, the, i but yeah the, the 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 demographic uh, I think a demographic data in, in China is pretty accurate. Like they have a, you know, there's not like a missing hundred million people or an extra hundred million people. Just like the COVID that. data is very accurate. The, well, no, <laughs> that is a bunch of BS. The, the um, goes out again. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, <laughs> but the, 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 the thing, the, the, but definitely, I mean like to bring up COVID, I think that the, 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 um, the implosion from that is probably even more pronounced than elsewhere. And that will have, have an effect, um, you know, but it, it certainly is, you know, I mean, now they're sort of doing this voltfass uh and trying to kind of get people to have as many children as possible. I don't know any number of period tracking apps that will get them to do that because mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, you know, it's like turning the Titanic. But um, but yeah, they have um they, they have just just.
0: Uh, gone to the three-child policy. That's as of like what a year and a half ago. But that's because they realize uh, they're going to have to keep upping upping it at some point soon. I assume that they're just going to do away with the child policy altogether. Yeah, I mean that, but takes it's not going to happen time help. anyway,
3: right? You're talking like on the scale of generations. Like you might not. I mean, yeah. this, you know, I'm out of my depth here, but I would think that a nation that has demographic issue, even if they have a plan for it, that's 60 years out, well, you, you might not you, survive the interim. There's a couple of things.
1: One is is you've memed people so hard on one child or two, you know, and and so that's one thing about it. But then it's like just the 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 pressures for like an upper middle class. I mean, you guys can look up IQ shredders um, and like disavow other stuff that these people have set. But I mean, it's definitely true. Like you know, this this professional managerial class, middle class. Lifestyle in China is super expensive and raising kids in it is very, very hard and time consuming and everything. And it's just the idea that people would have like three or four children outside of like the quite wealthy and even them, like for other reasons, they won't. I mean, it's just is not going to happen. It's not. No. Also, it's got that it's got
0: a very rat, rat utopia vibe. I don't know if any might know what I'm. Talking about from Hong Kong, well, no, but I—I mean, I know you know the 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 rat utopia, but I mean like the the sort of the way that cities are set up in China as, um, you know, uh, they're they're called little neighborhoods or whatever, but but they're set up as these um, gated communities, right? And inside the gated community is uh, a square with a few trees and whatnot and i mean they're quite nice everything's taken care of but you know it's just this concentrate this huge concentration of people and it's corbusier
1: this is we we talked to galen about this uh months ago yeah oh and then we lost andy um
0: (laughs) yeah it is and 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 it's a uh it's a situation where where everybody's put into this into this um uh I guess pressure cooker together, uh, all of your needs are met. But I mean, there's no, there's no hiking. Nobody's going hiking during the weekend. There's no outdoorsiness. There's no such thing as the outdoors in China, not really. Um, and I don't know. I think that I think that has a lot to do with it because I th- I think that it's pretty much a rat utopia, and and uh, people are just not going to have kids. That's the really pressures that he talks about are. are are very true. But also I just think the environment here has knocked off like 20% of my otherwise very high testosterone. Uh, yeah. It's, so there's another reason to leave.
2: It's something like, are, are you leaving then? That's the, that's the yeah, turnabout yeah, yeah. here. I'm, okay.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm getting out.
2: You're not coming back here. Are you? I, I will say having visited, uh, having gone abroad recently, I visited England. Uh, I am once again sure that that's a silly country and that this is a serious country and that there's at least still some value to being an American. So, but I take, I it am coming not. to America. Yes. Oh, what yeah, yeah, shock yeah, yeah. of oh. shocks.
0: Yeah. Well, at least for, at least for six months because this is another thing is that my parents have never physically seen their grandchildren. My oh. my daughter's five and my son's three oh, yeah. and they spent most of their lives under the COVID regime. Uh you know. Don't you have that, like a I parking
2: will... ticket in America that's outstanding that you're gonna get screwed on. Oh, right that's
0: That's some beautiful that's some beautiful lore. No, that's the state of South Carolina. I don't ever, I don't actually ever have to go to South Carolina. Nobody just, needs that's to not to South America. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, not really. States states rights, whatever, federal system. Fuck those guys.
2: Yeah, fuck them. We're I good, believe,
0: I believe, I believe that Georgia would go to war for me <laughs> against oh, South yeah. Carolina, trying to collect their. Trying to, if if South Carolina arrested me, I mean, I'm a son, I'm a son of the true South. So,
2: uh, you know, I think anyway, in Georgia yeah, they I, have some of those movie theaters where it's like Mystery Science Theater.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah, like my hometown. Yeah, where are you,
2: are you? I didn't know you were from. I guess I probably knew that um what where do you mind revealing where you are from specifically in georgia
0: uh from the middle bit
2: the middle bit okay oh the middle bit.
0: yeah yeah you guys know the middle bit i do know yeah from the i'm from central georgia about i i don't want to say i don't want to say anything more than that because now i'm 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 possible it's possible to dox me obviously uh, I've put a lot of information out there. I'm not trying to not get doxxed, but I'm also not trying to make it easy. You know?
2: You know, just the other day, I think I realized that you aren't a Twitter personality who I thought you were. <laughs> or maybe you are. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, that hurt that me. Was a, there was, there's a Twitter account that I, I don't know if I want to say it, because if it's true, that might be a secret. And if it's false, that might also
0: Just be. say it. Just say it. Roy Blackstone. I'll cut it out. I've never, I've never even heard of that Twitter account. All right, yeah. So Would you're not that. Roy
2: Blackstone. At, at some point, <laughs> I thought you were Roy Blackstone because I don't even know who that is. I don't either. But it's somebody I gave who some planets Blackstone? to back in the day, and I thought that. Oh, was the that's one why you thought I it was gave me. You some? Yes.
0: You gave some. Let me say that you gave planets to a, an absolutely phenomenal shit poster who is uh, no longer with us, but he was a powerful, he was powerful, a beautiful Twitter shit poster who's now s- sadly gone.
3: Roy, and if you're I out there, also, DM rabsef and uh, drop some oh, notes I, about, you know, I, middle I Georgia. I B Josh.
0: But, uh, yeah, I've had to sh- I've had to shut down some Twitter accounts because you know I've, this shit has shit has gone sideways before.
2: I'm so glad I haven't had to shut mine down because that would really annoy me. I, like I probably wouldn't return.
0: Let me tell you when when, when somebody when a when a, like a a New York Times reporter. I'm I'm just I'm not saying it was a New York Times reporter. I'm just saying someone like that. You know yeah. how this is. These people are. I can say this with a hundred percent certainty. Absolute psychopaths who don't care about the truth. Uh, they will, they will make up totally incoherent lies, and twenty thousand people or more will believe their bullshit and come after you. And some of those people are all journalists themselves. And if you if you've ever had the opportunity to have journalists try to dox you and your family uh, for some shit posts you made online, um you'll know how terrifying it can be because you're thinking to yourself, you know, these people are going to find me out. I'm going to lose my job. I've got kids to feed. They sure. don't obviously. Right. They can act like complete, uh, anti-social whack jobs and, and, you know, they'll be given a promotion for it. So anyway, uh, good opsec fellas. That's what you want. Good opsec. And, um, you know, I'm not going to fed post, but I will say that those people are psychopaths and they need to
3: be. I, I have the opposite of good opsec, and I'm you're making me second guess it now. Well, I I made an opsec
0: mis opsec misstep one time and paid nearly paid dearly for, the, for it. But uh, luckily, it didn't. It didn't. They weren't able to get me. That's all I can say. But yeah, man, it's it's, it's awful. Awful. Keep good opsec fellas.
2: You have to, or don't shit uh, Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm hedging on shit posting only in private forums. That way, you know, I can I can keep my same Twitter account and not worry about it. But
0: they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find us out eventually. We're all we're all going. You know, either either we're all going down, or they will collapse. Or well, nine, I think that's, but... the,
2: that's the one I'm hoping for, if I can just hold out long enough. Like, this is also my yeah. plan. I know that the U.S. government's never going to cancel student loans. Like, they just don't have the guts for it. But I am holding out hope that all of these systems will collapse before they figure out how to restart them. So, you know, mm. I think we got another six months on the current calendar, and then, like, I think we'll push <laughs> it again then. But I, you... I'm not worried. Oh, is
0: it? Do you think it's going to be another, like... Is it? I don't know if they've said anything because I know that there was like an extension on, you know, what was it like? Uh,
2: it was supposed to be February and now I actually, I think it's October of this year. So you guys are
3: talking about the, the student loan extension, not the collapse of the government. I was student, totally yeah, off yeah. step there. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm I'm oh. predicting that the collapse of the government happens within inside the window that I have before I have to start paying again and that that will solve yeah. the problem.
0: I think that that's I think that might be true. I don't think that they're ever going to No, I I am serious. I think, I, know, I, don't think I, I, I don't think they're ever going to be able to stop. I don't think they're ever going to be able to turn that on, uh turn that back on. Um No, because they've already the diff- pushed the
2: diff- it right. It, it, unless yeah. you vote yourself out of office, but like Right. That's the only thing they right. have left. It, you know, all of the all of the things that, that's the other insane thing about the the poor democratic party right now. It's like all of the things that you've been claiming you were holding out against for these, you know, on 50 years are falling apart. Like you've completely failed to deliver on your promise. And I don't know how you come back to voters and say, we're still here to protect your reproductive rights. And we're still here to cancel your student loan debt when you can't get those things done. Um, so I think they have to push yeah. it out.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm enjoying cause you know, I was I was doing the thing where you pay the you you'd pay the student loan, but if if you're gonna tell me there's no uh consequence? You know, my loan is not huh? The, yeah, yeah, if I have zero consequences to not paying. Uh I don't know. I mean, you know, like what's the what's the rational thing to do there?
2: Right. Is I'm that, not gonna do it, to it pay out of principle. Like
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly right. And I, you know, so I'm just, I'm just watching the thing sit there and I'm thinking to myself, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're ever going to turn it back on again. So the thing's just going to sit there until the government collapses. And uh, I'll just, I'll keep buying crypto, I guess.
2: Right, <laughs> That's my operational theory, at least. I don't know. This I got cool. one more thing we can discuss if you want, Josh. Um, yeah, we let's are. Go for it. We're. I think I'm going to commit to this, and Vinny, you can tell me if we should excise this or not. But we're going to build. Well, let me. Here's my transition from our Chinese conversation earlier. What is the word in Chinese for America?
0: Make war. And yeah, what,
2: what does it mean?
0: Uh, beautiful country.
2: Hell yeah, I got oh, it right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so what,
3: and what does the second half of that word sound like? Go on, Eric. Well,
2: <laughs> it sounds like Gora. So we uh, are okay. going. To... If you think, if you think so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it sound like Gora. We do. Uh, I we're going to build uh, some enhancements to Gora for assembly. So. We had Gora come out right after assembly last year and we hope to have this version out simultaneous with, but it's basically gonna be a rehauling of the entire system with two new big features for users. The first one is going to be the say the word for America in Chinese again. Megwa. Gora, which is a type of Gora <laughs> that each ship <laughs> will have on their own. Um each each ship that installs Gora will have a Megwa Gora that is representing of their imprimatur of like um, blue-checkedness, like authority or trustworthiness or something to that effect. The general concept of I can use this to vouch for someone else. So this is the distillation of the Gora concept into one unit that is uh, not divisible and not reproducible into more, more types. Uh, and we're going to use that and hopefully submit um, a PR to escape as well to allow you to surface that. So the idea would be something like I can vouch for the two guys on my team and they will show up as dark blue check marks in escape and they can vouch for two other people, let's say, and those four people that they vouch for will show up as a slightly diminished check or, or some indicator that it's a second order connection of this blue uh status. And we'll run that out a few iterations uh, and allow that to be surfaced in the agent. So we're hoping to. Mm, so, yeah.
0: Let me see if I got this clear. That that the the blue checkness is is sort of based on my social graph, like people that I. So, the the verification is like people that my people are verifying or something like that. Exactly. Something that you verified, yeah. 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 All right.
2: Out to an nth degree. So we're thinking like four or five hops or three or four hops or whatever. Um, So you get the Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah, well, maybe is it six degrees? Maybe we should take it out to six just in case. Um, But the other one that we're thinking of is is the stackable Gora thing. And primarily that's a way for me to avoid a responsibility I currently am supposed to still have, which is taking attendance at every Dalton meeting and issuing a Gora for it. Uh, in this way, we'll have the stackable Gora that'll allow you to um, issue issue multiple instances or something like that. It's really just a counter. Again, it, ownership on these stackable Gora will be a map of the people who own them to the number of times they've received that plotted. And so this has a number of applications, but one of them could be attendance at a recurring meeting type. Uh, yeah
3: and i mean the best software is built to to make your own life easier which is kind of like how why we're doing any of this i guess but to to add a tiny bit of romance uh, onto it uh to me gora is was like the inception of what would be cortis and you know it, it happened at the last assembly so i think it's only right to uh to keep iterating on it for each assembly and hopefully one day in the distant future gora will be this cortis flagship that's just like this disgusting bloated forgotten thing like the start menu or, or something that is uh beautiful and uh, forever.
2: I love
0: that. Yeah, I love yeah. When I think romance I think um it's
3: disgusting and years. bloated. It's a stack of agora, Yeah, yeah.
0: Um fat chicks, basically. That's what I think about. Uh I'm just I'm just thinking of, I'm just thinking about an evening in Okinawa. Uh many years ago.
2: Some wait, people will know wait. what I'm talking about i i i wish i did man it sounds nice
0: there's lore you know this 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 podcast
3: has lore it has deep lore
2: yeah yeah
0: uh, that's the big of,
3: titty goth girlfriend uh oh,
0: she man. yeah she uh, i mean you know she had a shape this one anyway um was it stackable uh <laughs> stacked she was she was round fellas um <laughs> I don't. You couldn't. You couldn't stack anything that because uh, just everything would roll off. Um. Yeah. Uh, is that a good place to stop
2: with fat girls? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine with me.
0: <laughs> no, Gora, Gora are stackable. Um, fat girls not stackable. Generally speaking, um, there's like a crushing thing like FedEx you can't just with the fat girls uh, <laughs> all of that's <laughs> correct
2: FedEx yeah. is a major a lot perpetrator of, of fat girl stacking from what I understand
0: there's a, there's a lot of engineering that goes into the packaging of fat girls um, <laughs> gentlemen thank you once again for coming on the stack I mean for being on the stack appreciate it fellas thank you thanks you. Thank having you. It's been great. that's it for the stack will it be back unknown dear listener but there will certainly be more from us thank you for listening